0: If you have your Bibles, we're going to open up to Matthew chapter 7. We only have two more weeks left in this series as we are going through the Sermon on the Mount. And we are looking at this blueprint for life. How do we lead life? How does Jesus call us to to build our life? Um, And so he has given us these principles, these guidelines um, in which to build A truly successful life, a life that brings deep and lasting joy, not a life that is just full of of momentarily experiences of fun and fleeting happiness, but one that is deep and satisfying and fulfilling, and yet also uh, one that draws the true ones that we love into it. And, and that is how we build this life. So we are coming to the end here. Um, and I think the last two are the, the emphasis. How many know when you end uh, a, a teaching, you want to really bring that final point in. And so these last two weeks are, are going to be uh, one of the most important in building and bringing all the things that we've been talking about together. Um, because how many, how much, know that it's a sad thing to spend a lot of time preparing for something, but then at the end, um, when you don't wrap it up, and then you blow it all. It's like wasting all that time, and then you didn't finish it off. Uh, you didn't bring it together. And, and um, it, it's how you finish, right? If you've ever done any kind of competition, you can you can win the first round and the second round and the fifth round, then in the sixth round, you can get knocked out. And no one's going to remember your first five rounds, right? And and so this is what Jesus says. Now, we've got to finish strong. We've got to begin uh, to to finish what we've been building uh, by not giving it up, by not leaving it undone. So let's pick up in chapter 7, down in verse 13. Starting in verse 13. And then we'll uh, skip over a little bit. So in verse 13, it says, enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few Who find it. Let's skip down to verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them. I never knew you depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So we see this, this main principle that Jesus is bringing. And you know what? This is not a, a solely religious or spiritual principle. In fact, it's a principle that even this world stands by. Jesus says, if, if you're going to bring it together, and, and be a success at the end of your life, you got to be willing to walk the disciplined road. you got to be willing uh, to pay the price because it's a hard road to victory. You know, you can go easy. Anyone can take the easy road, but you're not going to be a champion. Enjoy, but at the end, you're going to be forgotten. You're going to be left behind. It's not going to matter. Jesus says it is a path. Um, That is one of difficulty. And and so we're going to look at these two paths that he he gives us because there really is a choice. And there's really only two paths. I know the world will say there's all different ways. And everyone, you kind of find your own way. Jesus says there is no your own way. And and we need to understand that. Um, There are two paths. There's the narrow way and there's the wide way. Now, the wide way has lots of different paths. That's why it's wide. And so you can find it, but I'm telling you, when you are going your way, you're on the wide way. And, um, we're going to look at that. Um, but there is only two paths that you're on. You're either on one that is heading towards life or you're on the road that's heading toward death. And uh, this world doesn't like to hear that. We don't like to see that because no one wants to tell us, uh, that, uh, or hear that they're wrong. Um, or that, um, uh. There's going to be even a consequence. No one likes consequences anymore. Uh, Everyone likes just, well, we'll figure it out. No, there's not going to be a figure out. There is a definite destination to both roads, and, and that destination will not change. And that's why Jesus is saying, please, please, throughout the Bible, actually, it's not just Jesus. Even in the Old Testament, you see God pleading with his people, please choose the right road. I long for you to choose the right road. God never desires uh, to bring punishment. And and in fact, it's not God's choice of punishment. It's our choice that we receive the consequences of our own action. And so there's these two paths. So let's look at them. First of all, let's look at the wide path because really um, that is the one that we're all on. So here's the first thing about the wide path is that that's the path that we all start on. We all start on the broad path. It says that we are all uh, sinners. We are all separated from God. There is none righteous, not one. Um, and we all start there. It says, because of Adam's sin, we all started down the broad path. Now you're not on the broad path because of Adam's sin, but that's where you've started. And then we've all gone that way ourselves. Um, And uh, so we need to understand that the broad path, the wide path, um, is where we all start. So from this point, um, unless a change has been made, every single person is on the wide path. Um, The second thing uh, we need to understand is that the wide path is easy to follow. Okay, The wide path is easy because you can make your own choice. You can do what you want. You know what? You can make the most of it. Um, it, It's it's just out there for whatever you want. It's based on you, and and that is the key. The wide path centers around you. But here's the problem with that. That means it's up to you where it ends up, and we're going to see that that's a problem because how many of you can even change the direction of what tomorrow is going to bring? I don't think anyone here can, if you could, we'd all be living in a much different circumstance and yet we still center our path around us as if we, you know, think that we know best. And so it's easy though. I'm going to tell you, you can go the easy way. If you walk the white path, it is easy. It is spacious. Um, It allows you to do whatever you want. And many of them go there, which brings us to the third thing. The wide path is very popular. If you go the wide path, you can have lots of friends. There's going to be people that you'll find someone that will go the direction with you. Um, it is a popular. In fact, Jesus said many follow that path. Um, you'll find someone. Now, of course, there's always going to be someone disagreeing, but that's why it's wide path. And, and that's kind of good. And the, and the people will even say that. Well, that's why this path is so great because, you know, we can agree to disagree. You guys can all go your way. We can all go our way. We can all be happy. And and yet it is still going to be popular, even though there are going to be disagreements. There's going to be people going different ways, but it's wide enough to carry all of us. In fact, that's what the world will say. Um, it is wide enough to meet everyone's, uh, to find your own way. So it is very popular and it will be uh, filled with friends and um, uh, people that will always agree with you. How many know that uh, you can always find someone that will gripe and moan with you? If you wanna complain about something, you'll find a club that will uh, join right in with you. Just look at your social media. uh, And and you've probably already kind of grouped yourself in social media uh, into those places where people will either, you know, root you on, uh, and join with your causes, uh, whatever they are. But here's the fourth thing that we see that Jesus says. And this is just the, the truth. The white path leads to destruction. It's easy. You're already there. So that's the great thing. You don't have to make a choice. You're already there. It's easy. And a lot of people are with you. Sounds like the greatest thing, but it leads to destruction because see, it's centered around you and you are not the author of your own life. And when it's left up to you, all we ever bring to our life is brokenness and chaos. Look at our relationships, even in our relationships. You know what? As good as we make it, as hard as we work at it. There's always conflict. There's always things that we cause from ourselves because that is nothing that we have any ability other than to cause conflict because it's centered around us. And so, if anything that is centered around us will lead us to destruction because, in the end, we do not have the power um, uh, to guarantee ourselves life after we die. We do not die. We, we, it says that within us is eternity in our soul. We are, we are created with the very spirit of God. He breathed into us. Um, And and so the eternal God uh, has put a spirit within us that is mortal. And so if we leave it up to us, it will lead to destruction. That destruction is Not only physical, and we know that everything in life leads to destruction. Uh, No matter what we do, whatever path we choose in life, it leads to destruction. Look at every country there is. Now, the United States has done as good as most, but we've only been around for like 200, not even 250 years. And it's not looking too good now. So if we did really good for 250 years, but eventually because it's us running it. So even physically uh, in this world, we lead things to destruction, but even more so spiritually. And Jesus is talking about spiritually that if we continue to follow our own way, if we just do what feels good uh, and and, uh, what we think is right, and it may be good and you can live a super good life. There are really good people. It's not about how moral you are. It's not about how many good things you do. It's about your ability to control your life, and you don't have that ability. So in the end, there is destruction. And we know that Jesus talked many times about the end. He said there is heaven and there is hell. And hell is is not a choice of God to punish, and I'm just going to be a God who punishes. Hell is a choice that we make to be separated from God. In fact, God says it wasn't even prepared for mankind. It was prepared for uh, the angels which rebelled against God. We simply choose to go there because we reject God. That's why God begs us not to follow the wide path because it is a deceptive path. It is one that is lying to you. You are enjoying it, but it is lying to you because it's leading to a path of everlasting separation from God. And the punishment of hell that Jesus. Now, Jesus uses terms like it's a place where there is weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. It is a place of darkness. It is a place where the, the worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. Now, whether it's exactly a fiery place, we don't know. But Jesus is just using the best terms that he can. To show you the torment that is gonna be there. Now, why would God torment people that He loves so much? He wouldn't. Here's what it is it's simply the separation from God. Because God is the source of all joy. Every bit of joy and happiness and fulfillment that you experience is because God walks with us in this creation. Even those that do not know Him are still in the grace, the common grace of God that we walk in. And so they are still able to experience the joy. Of God's life, but when that time comes and we have chosen to separate from him, then it will be eternal separation, and there will be no longer any common grace from God that makes this life seemingly okay. So we need to understand that it will be torment, and it will be eternal because of our choice to go the wide way. In fact, God says, I do not desire that anyone should perish, but that all should come to eternal life. But here's what love is. Love cannot be love unless there's a choice. Right. How many know that if you love someone, you want them to love you back? If they don't choose to love you back, it's not love. Now, someone can make them like, let's say, maybe their uh, their parents um, uh, and your parents got together and they knew that, that, you know what? You really like that girl. So your parents went to their parents and said, would you just tell her to go out with him? You know, because they loved you so much. And then you found out that she was only going out with you because your parents got together and made. How would you feel? That's not love. Right. And you're like, you're just going out with me because of pity. That is not love. God will never make us do anything because that's not love. And he desires us to love him. So it is only those who choose That will be welcomed into his presence. And anyone is welcome if they will choose. And God is love. So there is a choice that we make. Either to be separated. Or to be included in God. So this is the wide path. Um, It will end in separation from God. And simply for this reason. Because the wide path is rejecting. The path that God has set up. God has set up a path that leads to life, and he has told everyone. It says even people that have not heard about Jesus, there is something innate that has been created within them in creation that they know that there's a right path. And God has given them, and we call it the conscience, that there is a conscience within them, and yet it says that man has chosen to go their own way because we are greedy, we are selfish, and we are self-centered. But if we follow that path, it will lead in the end to eternal separation because God has been long suffering. He has waited this long. He has given the world this long because he desires to give us as much time to make the right choice. So let's come to that right choice. It says the narrow path. Now, you notice the narrow path is the only thing that he tells you to enter. He doesn't say don't enter the the wide path because we're already on it. But he says, please enter the narrow path path so let's look at the narrow path the narrow pathway first of all why is it narrow it is narrow because it is bordered uh by the biblical revelation of jesus it is narrow because god does not want you to have any way to miss the goodness of what he has Uh, and so he is focused on getting there, he does not want anything to rob you of the glory of God. That is a good thing. Many times we see narrow as, as you know, if something is narrow-minded, well, that's bad. You're just narrow-minded. Sometimes if you are not focused, how many know that if you're not focused, you're never going to get what you want? There's a lot of you guys in have played sports. If you just go out there, let's just put the ball out there and play around and, and, and do whatever you want. You're not going to have a team that, that competes well, right? You've got to be narrow. You've got to focus on what we do. Okay, I coach the tennis team at Central. We've got to look at. You've got to learn how to serve it. If you do not learn to serve this, you're never going to get one point. We tell them this. The most important thing, and yet they they just mess around. They don't. It's like because we don't like to be focused, and yet Jesus came to reveal Himself so that we find the way. To make it to the destination. So it is narrow. It is narrow because there is only one way. There is only one way. It is narrow by the revelation of Jesus. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Now, why would he be so narrow minded? Why would he have to restrict us only through Jesus? You know, not through being good. In fact, you can be as good as you want, but if you don't come through Jesus, you're on the white path. Here's why. Because only Jesus paid the price for God's wrath. Only Jesus repaired the brokenness that disconnected us from God. It's like a pipe that burst. It's got to come back into alignment. If you don't line that back up, the flow is not there anymore. Only Jesus was able to line us back up. And so if we don't submit to Jesus, we are constantly out of line with God. So that is just simply... The only way it's not because he's trying to be difficult. It's not because he's trying to, to, to put you in a bind. It's because he's the only one that had the price to pay to make it right. And we've got to accept that. And so if we are going to make it, yes, it's narrow, but just because it's narrow does not mean that it is, uh, uh, Asking for something too much. It is narrow simply because this is the way. And if you will just do it. In fact, it's simplified. Sometimes narrow is better. It's not complicated. It's much simpler. There's less worry. If you will choose the narrow way, God will lift the burden of worry. Because you don't have to worry whether I'm good enough. Whether I'm doing it just right. If you will trust in Jesus, he takes care of everything. So it is narrowed. By what the Bible prescribes. So the path that we follow has to be the path that the word of God has laid out for us. You can't manipulate. It's the word of God. The borders of this path is the word of God. Um, The revelation of Jesus is the only way. Uh, You cannot. I'm going to choose this part of the Bible. But over here, they have a good idea. This seems really good. No, it's the word of God. And so it is narrowed the word of God. The second thing Jesus says, it says that the the word, the narrow path is hard to find. Now, why does he say it's hard to find? If he wants us all to be on that narrow path, why would he make it hard to find? He does not make it hard to find. He is simply stating a path. I know your heart. And even though I show you. It seems like you can't find it. It says, um jesus says that though they see they cannot see and even though they hear they just don't hear because we are let's put it this way we're stubborn we are stubborn and god has laid it out for us and yet many of us still cannot grasp it and i'll tell you why because we're so distracted by these deceptive things, but all our friends are saying, come play with us over here. Come do this. Why do you, you don't need church. You don't need, this is just, it's just a waste of time. You can do it. You know what? We are so distracted by these things that our heart becomes hardened. And even though God shouts in front of us and shows us what the outcome is, it is like we harden ourselves and we can't find it. We believe, we, we think that, well, I just have to believe. And yet, that's not enough. We're going to see that. So to find it, this is what Jesus says. If you will seek with it for it with all your heart, you will find me. It. it may be hard to find because we're hardened, but it's not hard to find if you look. If you truly desire God and respond to the calling of God, then God will put you on the path. So it is simply a matter of seeking. If you choose to seek, you'll never miss it. So even though it's hard to find, it's hard to miss. Let me just put it that way. Few find it because they're not looking, and they don't want to hear it. They hear it, but I don't want to hear that. Don't tell me. But if you will hear, then you cannot miss what God has for you. And that's a great thing. God is gracious. God is loving Because he has given us a way that we cannot miss if you choose it. Now, here's the fourth thing. The narrow way is not very popular. The narrow way, you're not going to have everyone in it. In fact, you're going to have a lot of people that that will not go with you. Um, Even people that are Christians, they call themselves Christians, are not necessarily on the narrow path. So we need to understand that it's not what you call yourself, and it's not a teaching that you you follow it is a life that you live so here's the thing there is not going to be a lot of people on the path if you truly follow the narrow path of jesus even in church and that's sad to say i'm sad to say that that the people that call themselves christians not everyone is on the narrow path um now the narrow path does not mean that you are just a boring person that you're always telling other people What's wrong? That's not, the, that's not the narrow path either. That's the wide path. But the narrow path, in, in, in fact, is a very loving person, but they are very focused. They're very surrendered to God. Um, they may be very compassionate, very serving. If they're on the narrow path, they are going to be that. But the sacrifices and the surrender to God is what makes the difference, and very few are willing to love God that much. Here's why it's, it's not real populated. It takes two things to be on the path. First of all, all you have to do is love God with all your heart. When you recognize that God is more valuable than all the things this world has to offer, that God is a treasure beyond compare. And when you recognize that and desire that, that's the first step through the gate. So think of the gate as having two posts. That's the one post. The second post is recognizing that your brokenness is beyond anything that you ever thought it was, that you are a worse person, that your sin is so um, uh, uh, terrible in the face of God that you despise it. When you despise yourself, when you mourn over your sin, and when you love the beauty of God, those two things – are what brings you onto the narrow path. When you begin to realize I am a sinner, but thank God I am loved by God and I've been given away. But not a lot of people want to admit how bad they are. Yeah, I'm bad and I need God and I believe in God, but you know what, I I can still do. No, then you're not in the gate. You see, this narrow gate is a definite uh, choice of those two. And then some people they'll recognize that they're sinners, but you know what? They don't see God as the great treasure. They see Him as a way, and I want to go. I don't want to go to hell, so I'm going to believe in Him. But He's not their treasure. So those are the two things that. That's why this is a narrow path. Is He your treasure, and are you constantly willing to repent and say, God, forgive me? I am nothing. You are everything. And between those two, there's a life, a, a path of life. Here's the next thing. The narrow path, Jesus says, and he specifically says it. He says it's difficult. It's not going to be easy. The wide path was easy. Narrow path, it's difficult. It's going to be hard sometimes. Following Jesus was never promised to be easy, but it gets you a much bigger payout. How many know hard work? Hard work pays out way more than laziness. Laziness is much easier. It's fun. It feels good. But you know what? In the end, you die of a heart attack and obese and everything else. Whereas the hard work, it's not fun. It's hard. It hurts sometimes. But in the end, you stand on the podium and you're like, I don't regret one bit of that work. And yet, why can we do that for everything in the world? We'll spend times on our on our cars, spending hours working and tuning, tuning it up and getting it just right to run. But yet we won't take that same time for our spiritual life. And yet the payout payout is so much bigger. It's going to be difficult. There's going to be a cost to be paid. And here's the final thing. The narrow path leads to life. The greatest thing that we need to recognize is that if if you will go through the narrow gate, and follow the narrow path, live by the words of the Bible, love God with all your heart, mourn over your sin, repent from those things that, that you struggle with inside yourself. Trust in God. It says then you will find yourself one day in the presence of God, and he will say enter into the kingdom and enjoy life. It says that he will put us in a place of of. Rulership over creation, a new creation, which is deeper and fuller of all the joy that we were created for. We will not be separated from God, but we will be invited to join God in a new purpose, in in building a life out of everything that God has made. It is worth everything that it would take. So here's the question. What path are you on? Now, Jesus said, there's going to be some that stand before me and say, Lord, Lord, I'm on your path. Look at all we've done. They've done, they did things, but they did not seek him. Remember, it's not about the things we do. It's not about how how much we did. It's why we did it. Now, yes, you have to do things. You cannot have a heart, but then never do anything. But it's If it's just the superficial things, Jesus said, I don't even know you. You weren't on the narrow path. You were on the wide path that you made pretty hard for yourself. You know, some people are on the wide path, but they think that if I make the wide path hard for me, then somehow God will look at me and look what I did. No, you just you just created a real hard uh, uh, life within the wide path. But I didn't know you. You never stopped me. If you will love God. It says, I never knew you. Do we know God? Then we will find life. I want to close with this, this statement. Um, there was a, uh, uh, a place in now in this story. It was in Iowa. It could be anywhere. Um, but uh, in the uh, rainy season, uh, when you go out into the rural uh, parts of, of this uh, uh, community in Iowa, they put up a sign they said, as you go off of the highway, as you were leaving the highway onto the, the, the dirt roads, the gravel roads, it said, choose your rut carefully because you're going to be stuck in it for the next 10 miles. I do know if you've ever driven down a, a muddy road, you get in a rut. Better not move out of it. And you'll be stuck. But he said, choose your rut wisely because you're going to be following that rut for the next 10 miles. Jesus is saying, choose your rut wisely. Because I'm going to tell you, this world has a way of of sucking us in. That even though you know God and, and you hear him, but it's hard to get out of that rut. So Jesus says, choose the rut wisely right now. Choose the rut of the Lord. And yes, it'll be hard to get out. And sometimes there'll be sacrifices but they will be so much sweeter in the end. So, today, will you choose the narrow road? Don't enter by the wide way, and we will find life. Amen. Let's bow our heads.